Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first on Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 270, brought to you by Hook'em.com. Good friends at Bud Light. Drink them if you got them. Sid Golden here with the Doug Kirk Bowles. And Kirk, it wouldn't be college football season if we didn't bring in friend of the podcast, Pat Forty, the national college football columnist at SI. Dot com. He will be in Columbus for Notre Dame, Ohio State. While we'll be, well, you know where we'll be. But <laughs> we needed to get a national perspective on what's going on. Pat, what's up, man? Hey, good to be on. Episode 270. Holy cow, you guys finish each other's sentences now, don't you? Oh, well, here's the thing. If <laughs> if we do 30 more, I'll have one episode per pound. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have goals. Gotta have goals. <laughs> Uh, how the heck are you? Summer's over. You summer right? is over. Yeah, and I well, I'm always sad with that summer's over. I'm always really excited this week. You know, when football's here, and um, you know, it's just a great slate of games. It's just so fun when it's happening all over the country. Last week was fun because we at least got a taste of it. But this week, when you know, there's there's a bunch of big games, and then there's all kinds of other stuff that's going to happen. We're not like ready for that's not on our radar, and it's like. Oregon State did what, you know, or whatever, you know, Boston College. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, there's just stuff happening everywhere, and that's what makes this job so fun. Yeah, the beauty of college football. We love it. We love it. We really so. do. And, man, Duck, you know, uh, Big 12 Media Days is the unofficial start of college football season for us. And, you know, Kirk works, wakes up with the chickens, and he has to be over at the thing at 6 a.m., and, I was going to have to call an Uber from the hotel. I step out and I see Pat Forty with keys jingling. I go, give me a ride, big dog. And we rolled over to Jerry World, man. Um, I, hey, hey, I didn't know, I didn't know he was doing Uber on the side. How long have you been doing that? And he will, and you, and he quickly realized that I'm a really crappy tipper, duck, really, really bad. Well, the tipper. funny thing is. I gave you a ride in my rental pickup. It was very Texas. Very Texas. Everything yeah. but a gun rack. No gun rack. Right. That's, okay. that's, that's the only thing we were missing. I love it. Go ahead, Sid. So I, I was going to ask you, um, uh, how many Big 12 media days have you gone to over the years? And was this one done especially, uh, was it just a timing thing, or is it because the Big 12 is in such turmoil with Texas and OU on the outs? I think this is the fourth one I've been to. Um, so I've been to a few, but not like an every year thing. But this one definitely had a little bit of uh, extra curiosity because of the new commissioner. You know, the, the, we had heard all along that the new commissioner was probably going to be introduced. And and then the word broke. We actually broke the story, Ross Dellinger and I, I think the week before uh, about Brett Yormark. And, 
And then it delivered. I mean, you know, he was interesting on the podium. He certainly struck a different tone, I thought, than the usual commissioner hot air. Uh, and then, you know, it's always good to hear from the coaches and even better to hear really from the players. And you do remember, despite all, all of the big business of this, the, the guys playing the game are all pretty cool. You know, I mean, they're pretty special people who have accomplished a lot and, uh, and are fun to watch and fun to talk to. Well, he, you're right. He kind of came out gun smoking. We're open for business. And uh, I'm not sure how George Klyakov, the Pac-12 commissioner, took that. Uh, he said, yeah, they, they are, too. They don't know when they're going shopping or not. And they didn't know they were being the ones shopped. Uh, you know, <laughs> these crazy summers, you know, last year, NIL, Transfer Portal, Texas OU leaving this summer, USC, UCLA, big TV media rights. I mean, where does it end? It is, and the way we're going, Pat, is this good for college football or bad for it, you think? Oh, as a whole, I don't think it's good. Um, you know, I, I, I've always loved the the true national nature of college football and the, the, the different pieces that make the fabric, you know, I mean, the, the West coast with its own feel and vibe and the Southwest with its and the, the great plains in the upper Midwest and, and the Southeast, obviously in the mid Atlantic, and then even occasionally the Northeast, uh, you know, you, you just have, a, a true national sport and we have done nothing but diminish it and by, you know, we, I said the, the, the powers that be really, and everybody collectively um, <clears throat> Texas and OU doing what they did might be good for them. Might not be. I don't think it was good for college football, USC and UCLA doing what they did might be good for them. Really might not be, and really is not good for college football, in my opinion, because it loses they, a lot of flavor, doesn't it? Just loses yeah, a lot of flavor. I, absolutely. Two mega conferences, and and there's no going back now. I mean, wh where do you see it going to, Pat? Um, you know, it's funny. In I guess early July, I talked to an AD who I've talked to on and off about this for years, just in general, the state of things. And and he had always said, I believe that push comes to shove, the powers that be will protect a five power conference national landscape, and they don't want it to get smaller. And then he said. I've now changed my mind. I think we're heading to two 35 to 40 teams oh, total conferences. God. And it's going to be the AFC and the NFC, and it's going to be the, you know, premier league of football. And, and he thinks now that's where we're going. Uh, he is, he has lost confidence in uh, the sport to protect its, its own structure, basically. I agree. You know, agree. and are, are we just a bunch of romanticists at the end of the day, hearkening back to the, to the Bear Bryant, Woody Hayes, Daryl Royal, Joe Pa era when college football was completely different from the pros and we didn't talk about money and we didn't talk about TV contracts and coaches were not making seven or eight million dollars a year. Guys, it's changed and and are are, are we a bit foolish to to harken back to those days? Or, or do we just need to jump on the wagon and just enroll with what we know is not going to change? Well, I think you can answer that two ways, Cedric. And I, I, I would say both ways. I mean, like, if, yeah, we got to get on the wagon because it, it's happening, right? Yeah. And if you Good still want to cover the sport, you, you could sit in the corner and suck your thumb and say, I don't like it all you want. But the, the sport's going to go on and it's going to be popular and people are going to watch it. And if you want people to read what you write and listen to your podcast and everything else, better get on board. So. That's the reality of it. Um, you know, for me, I don't even hearken all the way back to 
to Joe Pond, Woody Hayes, and those guys. How about can we go back to like Pete Carroll and Mac Brown and, you know, when Saban was just getting going at uh, Alabama? And then in those early 2000s, before that, that big spasm of realignment is what kind of gave me a different attitude was, was when, you know, uh, uh, the teams went to the ACC and then the, the A&M and Missouri went, you know, and, and Nebraska and, and all that stuff happened. That's when, it, to me, it was like, okay, this makes no sense. West Virginia should not be in the same conference with a team in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Nebraska doesn't belong in the same conference with Rutgers and Maryland. And why the hell are Rutgers and Maryland in there anyway? Uh, and so on and so forth. And then it's like, okay, if it's just about the money, then throw everything else out, pay the players, and let's just consider this a commercial enterprise. So that was kind of the turning point for me. Uh, and, you know, I'm glad the players now are getting what they're getting through NIL. Mm -hmm. um, I think the transfer portal could be fixed a little bit more. I, 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 am, I don't have a problem with a one-time immediate transfer, but there has to be real uh, rules that stop just transferring every year, in my opinion. One time, sure. Every time, no. Um, but otherwise, look, this is where it's headed uh, and the, the sport is still fun. Uh, you, we can sit around and say it's not good for the sport, but the sport's still going to be making a lot of money and a lot of people happy. Yeah, I used to joke that semi-pro, but it's totally pro now. It's you know, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no charade. You know, there's no curtain. We, we, Doug, the curtain we know back. that the we know that the that the um, lowest-paid coach in Power Five, um, I mean, the lowest-paid coach in NFL is not making. Nick Saban money. We know that. No, yeah. So guys don't have to leave here anymore to, to go to go build a mansion. They can stay right here. Mm -hmm. That just lets you know the, the big power. And people don't talk about it. The college crowds way outnumber the pro crowds. I mean, I mean, 40 is going to be in front of 100,000 people this weekend. We're going to be in front of 90. Uh, mm -hmm. None of the pro teams carry that kind of weight attendance-wise. Those live gates are real, guys. And, yeah. and I wonder where it's going too, because you know, Pat, you mentioned I don't know. We have a thirty-team conference, a forty-team conference, conferences within conferences. I, I, I was at this point once the last two summers, I was hoping, okay, let's get four mega conferences, let's get four teams of maybe twenty each, and then have a semi-true, you know, playoff system. But are you thinking we're going to have a two-team league, and it's going to be SEC, Big Ten, and that's it? I mean, there are different theories, I guess, on where it's going. And I can't say I know, but yeah, you could see four conferences. I don't think you can see five. I think that I somebody's agree. somebody's going to be pushed out, whether it's yeah. Pac-12, Big 12, those two get together, whatever. I did have somebody a couple of weeks ago posit three, okay, that like the Big 10 and the SEC keep, add, keep adding it to 18 or maybe 20 each. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that still leaves 25 other schools, and some of them have followings and TV markets. That's the most important thing, basically, is, is that you still have TV windows that need to be filled. And right. so – Got to have inventory. Yeah. And, can you, and so the, could there be a third high-profile, you know, another ridiculous, nonsensical coast-to-coast -coast league that has yeah. – uh, Washington, Oregon, and Miami, and Florida State in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you could have you could have four, you could have three, or if we get really Darwinian about it, you get two. Uh, but that's that's where I think we're headed. One of those three. Yeah, I hope it's just, just nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Nuts. Go ahead. 
well, I know Pat Forty knows, Duck, and I don't know why we didn't call him weeks ago. Uh, what idiotic coach gave Texas a number one vote? And if, <laughs> and don't and and don't be afraid of Nick Saban. I know he's connected, but if it's Nick, you can tell us, Pat, because we know you. <laughs> I don't know. I would love to know. I did think. Uh... Trailer Jeff Trailer's answer was interesting, and I've, I've actually read that from from you, Kirk, uh, on Twitter. There, where you, you said the plot thickens, where he said I ranked him high. How high? <laughs> eh? Maybe number one. I, I don't know. But not a denial. Uh, not a denial. <laughs> I don't know whether. Say, I don't know whether. Say, did he say he ranked him high, or that he was high when he voted? <laughs> oh, what, both can be true. Either one. Yeah, either <laughs> one of those things could be true, or both. Um, I don't know who did it. I'm not sure whether Saban did it or not, but I, I, you know, there's high anticipation to see that game. First of all, to see Texas before that game, so we can say, is there any hope? Can Texas stay on the field? Can it make it a competitive game? But I do have, I have several friends who are lifetime Texas fans, and I asked one of them, I said, are you coming to the Alabama game? And I, his answer was, I don't like getting blood on my clothes. So <laughs> I mean, there's at least a little bit of trepidation out there with some of the people I know from oh, a Texas standpoint. No. More than a little, more than a yeah. little. What, what, now we got the subject on the horn. What, what are your expectations of Texas? Year two for Sarkeesian, brand new quarterback, hadn't played since junior year of high, high school, hadn't thrown a pass in college. What, what are you looking for from the horns this year? Um, certainly improvement, you know, I mean, they, they've got to have a winning record. If you don't, I mean, boy, the people, mm. uh, two years is fast, but, but Hey, it's Texas and it's, and you're heading into the sec and you're, you got that much money. You yeah. better start producing. So winning record, you know, can you get up to being, could you maybe get into the big 12 championship game? Maybe, you know, I, I look at the top of that league and I don't see a world beater. I don't see, you know, I, I, I don't think it's impossible to crack that group. I mean, on paper, I would say Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state are all better than Texas, but we'll see. Open. Um, open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've look, there's talent, there's skill talent there. That's very nice. I know they had a, a key injury at receiver key injury on the offensive line. Uh, Got to get better on the line. I think bigger, more physical. They're, I think they're working on that. Ewers, we'll see. Great rep, but uh, you know, and, and you guys hear more of this stuff than we do, and that's why the local knowledge is so helpful. It's just, you know, was it really a close battle in the quarterback competition because Hudson Card was playing well, or because Quinn Ewers wasn't playing as well as people hoped? So it works. Transfer, transfer portal. Yeah. They, they want to keep Hudson Card engaged. Yeah. So okay. They, they don't want to. They don't want Quinn Ewers there by himself, and then a a, a guy who hasn't played at all. Sure. Backing him no. up. So uh, these coaches have to play the game. They did it at A and M. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh Max Johnson and Haynes King. I mean Jimbo's playing that thing to the hilt, and we all know it's going to be Haynes King. It just is. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Kirk doesn't always agree with this, but. When Quinn Ewers signed, I believe that there were certain assurances made that he would have every opportunity to be the starting quarterback at Texas because um, the negotiation game has changed. It's no longer, oh, we'd love to have you. No, it's more like we're going to give you some money, and uh, with that money you know, comes a little bit of expectation. You're going to be a quarterback. You don't get arrested or, or break your leg in camp. I really yeah. thought it was going to be his job to win or lose. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about assurances, but we all thought it was going to be Quinn Ewers from the yeah. get-go. And the other thing, too, Pat, if if he 
picks Hudson Card for the second year in a row. The first go around didn't work out too well. <laughs> right. You know, Casey Thompson had 10 starts and went in after seven quarters. So we thought that was pretty much a done deal. But, you know, going five and seven in year one, like you say, so much for the honeymoon. That thing yeah. is long past. And so. Oh, he was mad. He got a little feisty with us. He goes, well, you guys write about that five and seven every day. So <laughs> well, every, every other day, but not every hey. day. Yeah, I, <laughs> I gotta say, I have to say, look, one of the reasons you guys are great at your jobs is while you are covering a massive fan base and the team people care about greatly, you ain't kissing up. You guys call it the way it needs to be called and the way you see it. And there's that is a vanishing dynamic in covering college sports, as you all know. So I appreciate you guys for that. Our well, friend Mac Engel in Fort Worth re- referred to it. He told me at Big 12 Media Days, he goes, no, I got a lot of long arm fans up here. I go, oh, really? That's cool. He goes, they hate your guts. <laughs> I go, really? They hate me. He goes, but for us, that's currency. And Pat, of all the national columnists, you're one of the just only two or three that'll get after somebody. A lot of the national guys don't don't get their hands dirty. They don't have to. You could go to the best game every week and and write feel good pieces. Or you can get in, get in there and sling a little bit of mud if need be. That's what I like about you. You don't mind taking on the institutions that might clap back at you. We we're trapped. We got we got to be in Austin every week. But you can go wherever you want, and sometimes you go where the, where, where there are bullets flying, and that's why we respect the job you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. it. And it's some similar dynamic, you know, but, but yeah, you guys do have it every day where you live, you know, I mean, one advantage, at least I don't live in Knoxville, Tennessee, when I'm killing Tennessee, uh, <laughs> I don't live in Auburn when I'm killing Auburn, but I do. I mean, I think it's, I think it's important part of our jobs. All right. First of all, I, I am a columnist, so I'm going to write columns and they're not all going to be nice columns. That's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Secondly, and, and look, there are a lot of people that do a national job very, very well and do it in different ways, and that's fine. But there's people that trade access for candor. You know, it's like, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna let me in, I'll never say anything that bad about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you know, and that's fine. And there's places that are they aren't gonna let me in. That's okay. That's a trade off that it's I'm certainly job. willing to make. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean every column has to be mean, but some of them do. And when yeah. you do, when you write them, that's the way it goes. Hey, keeping it real, keeping it real. <laughs> nice. How about the Aggies? Uh, you've written about the Aggies recently. Uh, how do you feel about Aggies? Are they a new power? They haven't been consistent. They have some moments. They win some games. And do you see pressure rising on Jimbo, even though he's got this mega contract that goes on forever? Yeah, uh, there's definitely pressure rising there. Um you guys know in that state, your contract is not worth much if you know if one of if your record gets bad. And look, they've been a tease for decades, but now specifically, you know, they made the commitment. They changed leagues. They are fundraising to an astronomical degree. They're building facilities to an astronomical degree, and then they added the next layer by going and getting Fisher and giving him that deal. You start getting close. And during the COVID year, you almost make the playoff, and now they're really hungry. And then you backslide last year, and now, okay, now the pressure's coming a little bit. Okay, here comes the collective. And all of a sudden, boom, you sign arguably the best class in history. Well, that's a good thing for you as the coach. <laughs> Jimbo may blame it on sliced bread making up rumors, but 
They got those players somehow. And, but now you got them or you're going to have them. You know, what, what are you going to do with them? And so they look, they're young this year in certain places. And I, I, I think they're a year or two away. Uh, but their fans may not see it that way, especially when you beat Alabama last year. Okay. Well, we can beat Alabama anytime. Well, we'll see what happens, you know, especially that game circling blood on October 8th, because it's going to be vicious in Tuscaloosa. But I, I don't look at this A&M team. Like I see, I think, you know, if you were going to do a long short on the top 10, I would short A&M. I think they could fall a tough schedule. And I think this team's, like I said, a year or two away. It is a tough schedule. It really is, but boy, talking to the people down there, now they're, they're they're ready to party like it's nineteen thirty nine. They are, <laughs> they really are. And and my thing is, was prohibition I'll, over in nineteen thirty nine? I can't remember. It, prohibition yeah, was over, but the was. depression was on. That was that must, <laughs> wouldn't have been a very good party. It wasn't really that long ago, but my dad was two, and he dead. <laughs> So, uh, so maybe it was a long time ago, but I'm going to tell you, man, they are so excited. I do radio every week there and they are so excited. And, uh, Louis Bellina, who's, um, the host of a local show down there that I'm on, uh, on, on the Louis Bellina show told me when he said, said, what do you think they're going to do? I go nine, three. And he goes, he goes, those are fighting words down here. Really? They think nine and three will be a failure. They, mm. they see do. that. Well, that that's tells good. you where the pressure is. And that's that's is. The expectations on the way up. As far as your CFP, uh, do you get any outliers? Uh, I have Utah in my top four. Uh, do you have the the status quo, the name brand? You know, I think there's three three status quo, and everybody's got them ranked one, two, three in some order, and actually mostly in the same order: Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I like all of them. I don't like anybody for fourth. Like I, I like nobody else in the country. I, I just think it, and it's played out like this before where you're okay. You can see two or three teams pretty clearly. And then there's a drama and intrigue for the fourth. And this year from the get go, I think there's drama and intrigue. I, I agree about Utah. They're definitely, I think I have them five going into the year. I have Michigan four. I'm not sold on it again. I'm not sold on anybody and talk about a weird thing they're doing with their quarterbacks there. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. But, um, you know, uh, Clemson, it, I just think so much depends on DJ Uyunglele. Can he play like he did as a freshman, or is he a disappointment like he was as a sophomore? And he then how do the new coordinators do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, yeah. his numbers were awful last year. We keep, we keep hearing he doesn't like contact, Pat. That oh, he doesn't he's run. Big, isn't he a big guy, though? Yeah, but he doesn't run yeah. like 6'5", 250. He no, does not. He doesn't. he doesn't. And we're liking for Cade Klubnick, Austin kid. Come in there. I think he may be starting by midseason. I don't know, but they get that won't, have that won't be good for Clemson. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. about the, the whole twelve-team playoff? Are we edging closer? Everything I heard was the Big Ten was against it initially because they wanted their TV media rights deal done first, while there was more money on the table. Now they got that out of the way. Do you see that being approved in the next twelve months? Uh, yeah, I think sooner than that. I, I think 12, we are. Right? Yeah. 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 No, I think I think we're finally getting there. I think we're going to 12 and I think we're going to 12 in a hurry finally after being in, you know, stall mode for more than a year, but you know, the alliance that blockaded this Big 10, Pac-12, ACC, you know, yeah, I think the Big 10 was basically playing a game there. That was that was mm-hmm. not 
opposition to an expanded playoff. That was us playing a game because we know we want to expand and we know we want what we want for media rights. Mm-hmm. Why the Pac-12 and ACC went along with it, I still don't understand fully. But I think the opposition is disappearing, if not already disappeared. And so yeah. I would look yeah. for things to progress quickly here. Now the, the next question is, okay, the contract runs out. Like the 2026 season would be the time you could implement it. But can you move that forward? Can you get it in 25? Can you get it in 24? I don't think you can get it in 23, but, you know, can you – they've already given out dates and sites for the 24 and 25 championships. Can you scribble that out and write in new ones and make it happen uh, that quickly? I think that's the question. You know, I would say they could, for one thing, it's on ESPN, right, has the rights to to the game. And I know Kevin Warren of the Big Ten and others have said – Let's do it like the uh, the basketball tournament. Let's have three networks. You know, if we're going to have 12 teams, let's parse it out like basketball, the CBS and TNT and, and Turner, which isn't a bad idea, you know, to do Lots something like that. But I'm like you. I'm in a hurry. I want it done yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, no, I mean, I think that, yeah, that's that's still to be determined is – if you blow up the structure, do you blow up the TV contract and bring in Fox and, you know, NBC or CBS or whatever and and, yeah. and put put that uh, to work? Or is this something – is this the Big Ten's parting gift to the to ESPN? Like, okay, yeah, we'll, we're in favor of expanding, but we'll wait till 26 before we expand who broadcasts it. Right. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But we'll I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'd be shocked if that mouse – <laughs> uh, to anything the Big Ten is trying to put down mm-hmm. yeah, after this big TV up. deal yeah. went down with CBS and Fox. The mouse right. don't like to be pushed around. <laughs> the mouse doesn't play that that game. So it, uh, I'd love to see that meeting. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. So got to sure. ask you before we get out of here, uh, who, who do you have winning? Me personally, I think this is the Nick Saban Revenge Tour 2022 He's going to march through Texas like Sherman through Atlanta. He's going to destroy Texas. He's going to destroy Aggie at home. And and I think they go wire to wire. I don't think they lose a game. I think Alabama's on a mission. And that's why he voted Texas number one in his poll. <laughs> he wants to send a message to his team that we, we're going to beat everybody in the SEC, including that the, the best team in the Big 12, because someone – Voted number one. You're like a dog with a bone on that set. I don't know. I think it might be Stan Drayton at Temple or or Sonny Dykes who who won't return my calls on that. So uh, we'll see. Who who's your number one team, Pat? I've got Alabama. Um, I mean, there. This is going to be a classic Saban era nasty defense. I think you know they're going to rush the passer. Will Anderson to me is the best player in college football, mm-hmm. and he's not the only pass rusher they've got. Uh, their secondary is going to be extremely good. They've got a really good inside linebacker in Henry Toto. I mean, they've just got guys all over on defense the way they have in the past. And then offensively, yes, they have the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and they selectively transfer portal their, their weaknesses. You know, we're going to get two receivers here. We're going to get one from Georgia. We're going to get one from Louisville. We're going to get a running back from Georgia Tech. We're going to get an offensive lineman from Vanderbilt. And now we, we're plug and play. We're good to go. So, I mean, I think they are certainly a deserving number one. I think Ohio State can give them a run. But I have to see see the defense in person, see if Jim Knowles can really work 
uh, a radical, quick remake on them, and they're more physical and they get to the ball better and all those things. But if that happens, they have their offense is better than Alabama's, Ohio yeah, State's. It's, it's ridiculous. The so, best offense in football, I think. Yes. Yeah. But if Jim Knowles can come in and kind of revive that defense a little bit, that'll be – are you expecting any kind of a game – Ohio State, Notre Dame, or you think Buckeyes will probably roll, probably? I think the Buckeyes will roll. Tough situation for Marcus Freeman. Yeah, here's <laughs> your first real game, and you get to go to the horseshoe against a loaded team. It's your alma mater. Uh, you have a new quarterback. Your best offensive lineman has a sprained foot, may or may not play. Your best deep threat receiver blew his knee out. Go have fun. Good job. And, I mean, their defense is good. They're like, they'll yeah. – they're not going to stop that offense. So, I think it could be a long night for Notre Dame. Well, that's Duck. You got Ohio State, right? I got the Buckeyes because we're going with that big offense. Maybe they'll outscore Alabama. I don't know. So uh, leave us with one hot take. Any hot take on college football, Pat? Of our, a rumor or you're hearing, oh, Oregon's going to the ACC or the SEC or any uh, hot take you have on there's a different rumor like that every day. I mean, as far <laughs> as the as far as realignment, you know. Right, um, right. Oh. Hot take. Let me think. Um, anybody on the hot seat? Anybody? Uh... Oh, there, yeah. There's plenty of people on the hot seat. I, all right, I, I will say that. Like, I'm not. I, Scott Frost will be out after the Oklahoma game at Nebraska. Brian Harson will maybe make it five weeks at Auburn. Those are those two guys are going to be your first two overboard. And Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech might not be far behind. Good list. Good list. Man, man, it's been we, fun. We so it up again. you, man. Pat, we'll, we'll, let's try again at midseason. I know we'll probably see you somewhere down the line, maybe in Dallas, where we hope. Awesome. All right. Enjoy it, guys. Thank you for having me. Take Thank care, you, buddy. brother. Take care. All right. Yep. Bye, Pat. Bye-bye. Duck, what a great conversation with Pat Forty. We'll get him back on the podcast this season. He just got too much to say. He's and fun. just too much He's fun. fun. He's yeah. too much fun. This so is This is great. We're getting closer every day. Closer every day. Duck, what's your score? Texas, ULM. I'm going to go Longhorns 48, ULM 17. Oh, I'll take uh, Bevo 52 to 14. So we both got about the same point spread, and that's like right on the number. What are they, 30, 31 like point favorite? It was like 37, Doug. Something like, like 37. It. I ain't, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, but uh, I think they're going to roll. I think it's going to be fun, and then we'll hit it again. We're, we're going we're gonna to have a big-name guest, second in a row next week to preview the Alabama fun. game. That'll be fun. So stay tuned. He will be worth the price of admission. A friend of the podcast, y'all all know him. That's called a tease in the broadcast industry. So check back with us next week. That will do it for episode 270 of On Second Thought. For Duck, Kirk Bowles, and our guest, Pat Forty, I'm Cedric Golden. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Ced and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.